Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. This is the kind of this is the kind of shit that's why people ask to be traded. Like this, this is this is why Kyrie is not naming half of his players on the net. Uh, shit like uh, this, and then you come in with some God. Ryan's back, so let me play this, like, give it to him music. Bro. God forbid I'm drinking Bro. a Bud Ryan. Light. Ryan, Ryan. we're live, man. Yeah, we're I know live. we're live. That's fine. Thank you. You're hearing, you're hearing the greatest voice in all the sports media, Ryan Cook, coming at you. Full effect. I'm taking over, God damn it. Oh, man. No, wait a second here. Well, I am I am your host, Jordan Jistra. <laughs> all right? This is Sportscast Radio, and I do what I want with the music. Yeah, and every other button, too. Hey, you know, I, I saw the boxing stuff and Elijah. I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll play the standing eight count <laughs> intro. Like, I, I was just thinking maybe switching things up. All right, that was that was planned. All right, that was that was planned. <laughs> Welcome to SportsCast Radio, everybody. Hey, knocked out. <laughs> it's so I'm good. I'm going to fuck make them tap out or crap out <laughs> Look, that was a song that was given to us, so I shouldn't try. I don't mean to clown it. I just don't know the words. I just. I start getting like feral monsters crunk in here, and I don't listen to half what's being said. It's okay. It's okay. It's good. It's good. No, I uh, I hit the wrong button, and uh, but then I panicked and, and hit like the backup, like it's like the alternate alternate uh, intro, but that's the one we got. So, uh, <laughs> I, if that's how things are going to go today, I know it's a special show. Obviously, the the it's, it's a championship super special. Um, and uh, that's just that's just the way it is. Um, we had uh, obviously the AFC and NFC championship games tonight. Uh, 49ers against the Packers, Chiefs against my Titans. Uh, there's some possible shenanigans about there, Ryan. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about them, and then and I, I'm not gonna get into the breakdown of the games because I know you're gonna want to talk about the other shenanigans. Um, so so first first things first. My full uh, my, page my, of Microsoft my... Word notes here. Oh, I know it. I know it. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure you have it like like half space, not even like full single or double space. Like you, you, no, you have single the, space. Well, oh, you single space. Okay, <laughs> but I was gonna say I thought maybe you even trimmed it a little more just so you can get some more angry stats out of that piece because I, I know I got it Times New Roman in in eight. Yeah. Oh my god. In eight. Oh my god. I'm, so, I'm surprised you didn't do like Calibri. Calibri bold. Uh, <laughs> you see how messed up my glasses are? It's hard enough for me to see. Jeez, I got that shit like twenty-four point. <laughs> oh man. So 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 I, I just because I'm gonna point it out in my shenanigan segue. Um, I was watching. There was a third and one um, when it was still twenty-one to seventeen, and the Titans were um, were were trying to you know get a little sneak to get the first drive uh, first down to keep the drive going. Um, that would have put them about the. Uh, about the 50-yard line, or not 50, about the 45, 50, close to that spot. Um, you know, keep with the with the ball heading in the you know the right direction, going in the half. Um, they snap the ball, 
and there's a referee on the sideline who literally, as soon as the ball was snapped, threw his flag, and the flag was for holding. Oh. Interesting. It's very jarring. There's also a a pretty egregious, uh, you know, contact downfield between some receivers that was missed. I'm not saying that, you know, they they full-on gave it to Patrick Mahomes, okay? I'm not. Mm -hmm. All right. But if you're literally throwing the flag for holding, as soon as the ball is snapped, there's something there's something wrong there. <laughs> he in his mind was having a duel, uh, uh, like an old Western shoot duel with the guy uh-huh. on the other side because they both knew Taylor Lewan was going to do it anyway. They're like, but, but he, back to the no. future, so they were just like, no, I'll that, get it first. No, it doesn't work like that, man. We're not we're not okay. we're not doing uh, a gunfight at the OK Corral, okay? It's ain't wider. What about the Golden Corral? No, you know what? I I I'll, I'll eat six pounds of really bad filet mignon. All right, let's let's go. Um, but you know what I mean. So like, there's that. All right, I I I going into this game, people were saying, "Aren't you excited? Your squads?" And I said, "No, I'm not excited because they only completed fifteen goal dang passes from a damn quarterback. Okay, Ooh. one of the sixteen passes in two games, and one of them came from a running back." But but that aside, I'm not going to break that down. That's just the, the segue for my shenanigans. Hey, can I drop a breaking news on you real quick? Yes, please do. F- Philip Rivers up and moved his uh, to Florida to be near his family, just out of the blue here, while Tyrod Taylor is now fully under contract for next season for the Chargers. And Bob Arum said he could win with any quarterback. I'm just saying, I wonder if that means the door is now open for Tom Brady in Los Angeles to play for the Chargers, and this means Phillip Rivers is going to Tampa. It's just it's breaking on the bottom line right now. That's, uh, that's a pretty interesting scenario. Does that mean James Winston's going to New England? Oh, that'd be sick. Belichick's like, I'll show you how to do it right. Oh, my God. Jameis Winston, like, Super Bowl champion with the Patriots. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, Jordan, you give Bill Belichick a heart attack with the way he's like, all right, I'll be right back, coach. Yeah, hey, yeah. And he just starts heaving it. <laughs> could you imagine? Uh, could you imagine? Could you imagine though, like, uh, like the first press conference with with Jameis Winston as a Patriot, and he just says like three words. He's like, "Thanks, folks." That's it. You know what I mean? Just goes full Patriots like uh, press conference mode. Like that's just what's gonna. Ha- that's what's gonna happen, right? Belichick I mean, that's and like, his giant uh, wizard sleeve um, hoodies get wider from him stretching them out with two arms in him like a monk. He looks he's like, like trying you know, to channel him. <laughs> you ever watch like uh, Kung Fu Hustle and like some of those other like he looks like the person who has those big sleeves, but he can throw those sleeves like six miles long and they got like little yeah. daggers in them and stuff like that. <laughs> that that's a tight ass analogy of Bill Belichick. I want uh, I want Bill Belichick. I want somebody to overdub him, um, like with with like bad kung fu movie uh, overdubs. Look, uh, I look, think that... send it to uh, uh, send it to Ed Boon right now. Let's get him as the new DLC in Mortal Kombat. Oh God, Bill no. Belichick with Bill Belichick. I, I want like now. I'm just imagining Bill Belichick doing like the Mortal Kombat one fight stance, like. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to get a tangent going there, but that's, that's okay. That, that's how this happened. Whoa! 
that's just wild to think of. If, if Rivers is moving to Florida and the Tampa Bay thing might be open or Miami might be open, that opens up San Diego, which that's where Tom Brady's kind of been linked because of playing at home. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I think that could happen. Uh, you know. I yeah. I, I'm not going to put it past it. TB TB12 in LA, man. That's that's what's gonna that's gonna be the deal. Hey, he's not stupid. He saw what happened when LeBron went. Look what it did to his cred. Like like he just upped his his bank account. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not gonna. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to go there. Like LeBron, the opportunities, LeBron, I'm just saying, man. These, these players, yeah, are, I know. they think more of just signing for a team at this point. Well, absolutely. But I, I think, I don't know. I, I think Tom's, I, I'm not even going to discuss Tom Brady. I, you, know, you know I have like a, 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 hate, a hatred for him and everything he does. Yeah. You know, going back to him being a Michigan quarterback. LA. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't want to hear about him wearing Ugg boots for men, okay? I don't care. I don't care about <laughs> Tom Brady and his endorsement. Okay, I don't care about Tom Brady and his business, his his green juice and his plyometrics and his weird, uh, you know, his weird other things. I don't even this know what to get into. We, but. We, uh, we need to have the the ugly, the Bubba Sparks. Go get ugly! <laughs> get ugly! <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh, fuck! Aaron. Yeah, like that's just... We'll just hit that button instead. Um... All right, man. I, I know you've been waiting and waiting and waiting. I, I put it on here, and I, I have to give it to you. Like I said, cool, cool, I thought cool. it was a, a tinfoil hat for a long time, man. I thought, I thought you were like um, Cousin Eddie in, uh, in, in, um, <laughs> in, <laughs> in the, uh, the National Lampoon's world, okay? I thought you were like, man, that's the metal plate in his head talking. You know, but now... <laughs> I've saw the light, man. And, and this Astros thing is absolutely ridiculous. The fact that at this point it's spread out to technically two teams, um, technically three, if you include the Mets, but obviously he didn't even get to coach a game. So really, you know, he didn't even get to coach a game. So, I mean, like it's, it's absurd. I think that that alone speaks ridiculous volumes. Um, I, I, there, it's, it's, it's truly, truly upending. And, and like I said, I think this might be the biggest cheating scandal, um, in, in the modern era of sports. This I truly believe steroids. I, I, I do because I think everyone and their mother was doing, factually everyone and their mother was doing steroids. Um, my mom could bench 260, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like, but no, like, uh, it, it's just one of those things. It's the biggest one. It's teams that literally, literally, this goes beyond deflate gate, right? I, I, I mean, like, in my, you know, this goes beyond that. This goes, you know, it's not just like, I mean, Spygate's pretty bad. I'll, I'll say that, you know, when you're, this is, this is Spygate in live time. You know, this is not just like getting the playbook or whatever. This is, this is the real deal. Um, so, Let's let's just start with it. Obviously, Houston Astros—they're they're bugged with. People are already talking about them using, uh, you know, devices, and you hear the banging of drums during the Yankees games, and and you couldn't quite put your finger on it against your Dodgers, but turns out that's what happened. What, what do you got I for said you? I said to you too. I was like, look, I know this team is good, but this Dodgers team is something special this year, and the fact that. Clayton Kershaw was, was not the guy that everyone said he was. In those divisional games, he was flawless. 
You Darvish was lights out. You Darvish is the reason they made it to the World Series. And then just sporadically, he's letting up five runs in each in, in the first inning in both of his starts. Uh, game five, which the Dodgers scored 12 runs and lost because Yuri Gurriel, who I'm still pissed about, the guy who was doing the racial stuff at Darvish, hits the game-winning homer, if I remember right. So that shouldn't have even counted. But then on top of it, Kershaw, is, who's having the best outing of his career game one, you could argue. Like, if you look at his game one, it was remarkable. Then he goes into game five with a full rest, has a 4 nothing lead, and it changes. Then has a 7-4 lead, and it changes again. It's just a little suspect, man. It was, it was just – and he's never done that. Like, dog him or not, but he has never done that. It just – everything seems so weird. Like, how does, how does Kershaw and Darvish – just suddenly go from lights out to tipping their pitches in, in the World Series. Like, why would they change anything? You know, that, yeah. that, that's one of the things that really gets me. Um, this came out more today, too. Apparently, Jose Altuve had something potentially in his wristbands that would buzz once for a fastball, two for a changeup, three for a curveball, etc. So they were wearing devices while at the plate, bro. Oh, I know, I know it. I like you. If have you been watching the Twitter where they show the, uh, they show him like running out through that walk off against, uh, was it against the Yankees? It might have been, yeah. Uh, so there's that walk off, and there's, um, you know, he's he's going from third to home, and you know, and he's getting ready to go uh, celebrate, but he he shuts uh, shuts his jersey, essentially pulled super tight, and. Uh, and you can see a mouth, and it says, you know, not my jersey, I got a piece on me. And then he literally disappears during that whole celebration, goes and takes off his jersey or whatever, and then comes back with a championship shirt on. Like, nothing. Um, you know, then there's, like, there's wires and, and weird, like, clumping when you see these players are running and doing their business. It's really, it, dude, it's super jarring, man. Like, you got me in. All right, I, I again, I cannot deny the Astros at this point are factually cheaters. Like they, they, it's just a matter of like that. Just, I didn't, it is. You know, I never wanted to be the guy with sour grapes because I knew I was that guy. And you know, I I was frustrated. I was butthurt, man. Seven seven straight divisions, and well, six at the time. And and I'm getting hit with the ha. Huh, they're just the Buffalo Bills. Two straight World Series losses. Hmm. Well, the reason it was so weird, guys, is because they were cheated by both teams. It was proven. Um. Joey Cora should be suspended for two years, not the one that, that uh, Ludow and Hinch got. Um, this guy's the ringleader. And then it comes out that, that Hinch says he, he took a baseball bat to monitors in the dugout to stop it, you know, because the players were the ones driving this. Well, if, yeah. you're, the, if you're the coach, then do, do a better freaking job stopping it. If you're the owner and you don't know what's going on, then you're the GM, then you're an idiot. Then you're a blatant yeah. idiot. You yeah. know, at me on Twitter if you don't believe me, and I'll call you an idiot too for not thinking he's an idiot. Because this Boom. is bullshit. It's 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 utter nonsense. They get they lose a first and a second for the next two years and five million dollars. Oh, big whoop! If the players well, were the ones, if the players were the ones that are behind this, you need to do something that you've never done, and you need to garnish their World Series wages. You need to hit them where it hurts. Because what does it matter now? What does it matter going forward? 
That's what pisses me off. And and real quick before I start going into some of these stats, there's something under that the same as I did before. It says FDR Jordan play me. It's a minute and thirty seconds. Um. So let me know when you get to it, and I'll, and I'll kind of get get you to where I'm going with this. I'm at it, man. I'm waiting for you. Okay. So so um, like I said, you know, you need to hit them where they're going. Mike Clevenger who is ironically a guy that's kind of tied with the Francisco Lindor to the Dodgers trade that may happen. Um, Cause if the Dodgers have to give up a lot, they want Clevenger back with them to have a great, another arm in their bullpen. But just listen, this is, he said this, he was with Trevor Bauer. This was his thoughts on the Astros thing. And this is a hundred percent correct why this sucks. Don't get me wrong, that lineup, that's another part that pisses me off, that lineup's talented enough that I think if they just had the due diligence to do the regular baseball pick when I'm tipping, whatever, they'd, be, they'd do damage. You have buddies that if they knew what was coming, would be perennial all-stars in the big leagues, dude. There's a lot more that the public doesn't see because you don't see the, the money being placed. You don't see guys going up and down. So you're not seeing those guys literally working their ass off to finally get a glimpse that literally living off their parents, like taking two different jobs in the off season, not even being able to have to lift at 2 a.m., bro. I've been there. I've been there. I've had to do that. I've had to live with my mom until I got to the big leagues. And now you're telling me that someone could have potentially shorted my career or sent me back down maybe figured because they knew what I was throwing when I was in their park? So many guys are only there trying to figure out how can I stay here? What will make me stay here? But teach their own. But I'm not going to sit here and just be quiet about with like someone blatantly taking millions of dollars and you know food off my table, let alone other people's table. I don't think any of the should be able to look us in the eye. They just, they should feel ashamed. You want to protect the guy next to you. You want to protect the sanctity of baseball. It's not giving five million dollar you know discipline to a billion dollar corporation. And while they're still walking around with the same ring on their finger in the same uniform, the same city, and the same contract, what's that really going to change? It's, it's my sentiments exactly. If the yep. players are behind this, Jordan, don't find the owner $5 million. And then on top of it, they're, they're letting him interview the assistant GM to become the new GM. What kind of crap is that? It's just it's still in the same organization. Yep. No, you need I, to hit these is, players where it hurts. This... Jose Altuve has has potentially ruined his opportunity of a Hall of Fame bid. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, you know that. Oh my God, that was another one. When he faces Chapman, Aroldis Chapman, he's literally at the the front of the batting box. Chapman throws a hundred miles an hour. Are you sitting in the front of the batting box? Hell no. There's not a there's not a person in the world against Chapman that's standing in the front. No, I'm in the back like Henry Rowan Gartner when he had to bat. Yeah. Like, I mean, this, so Henry who? Henry Rowan Runner? Rosenbagger. Run about <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh But, like, uh, no, it's, it's absolutely, it's atrocious. Altuve factually, and, and, and that's the thing. So far, no active player has been punished. No. And, and shout out to a guy that I clowned, and this, this goes back even farther. Uh, even before the World Series, Jordan, when when Mike fires a no-name, throws a no-hitter against the Dodgers, remember all those pictures that I found online with that substance in his glove? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he is the one who came out and said that they were cheating after they cut him. 
He's the wow. one who brought this into light. And I don't care if he gets blackballed by some players for, for being a rat. Some of these other teams who got screwed by these people should look at – he's going to be the guy in the next – You know, he's going to be the Jose Canseco that people may not like him that are in the game, but he's going to do so much to try to fix the game by admitting to this stuff and owning up to it so they can try to move past it. You know, look at look at this. Here's a here's a great example for you. Okay, Garrett Cole, his last two seasons with the Pittsburgh Pirates was 59 and 42. I understand Pittsburgh wasn't the greatest, but they were still, I think, contending for a division in those two, uh, four four years ago, if I remember right. So it's not like they yeah. were a bad team. He had a 388 and a 4.26 ERA, 98 strikeouts, 196 strikeouts the next year, and he was averaging about. 50 or less rotations on a pitch, no movement. His two years with the Astros, 35 and 10, a 288 and a 2.5 with 276 and 326 strikeouts with 10 plus more rotations on his pitch the minute he got to Houston. You mean to tell me that this that their pitching coach is a is a pitching whisperer where he changed it? And mind you, Verlander, who is a veteran, you don't need to teach him things. He improved his rotations on his pitch miraculously when he got to Houston that September. I'm just saying. So it's not even the batting thing. Listen to these numbers. At home in the playoffs, Carlos Correa, 371 with a 421 OPS. On the road, 211 with a 231. Alex Bregman, 273 batting average, two homers, six RBIs. On the road, a 154 with nothing else. No homers, no RBIs. Jose Altuve, 472 with a 513 OPS at home. That's incredible. That's some of the best yeah. numbers ever. Six homers, yeah. 12 RBIs. On the road, 143 with a 268, nothing. Wow. This, this is worse than steroids. If, if I, and I said this to you at the X games, or at the, at the X for the Wild game. Tell me how many home runs Barry Bonds would have if he knew he was getting a 98-mile-an-hour fastball or an 85-mile-an-hour changeup. Um, it would be, oh, be that, remarkable. That's exactly it. Like, what's what's worse, right? Uh, having more power to do it or knowing what's coming? Because here's the thing: if I know what's coming, you, you can hit whatever you want. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you just know what the stroke is. Barry that's, Bonds that, was as big as Demetrius and hitting 30 home runs. Yeah. You know, you look at yeah. the 1991 when Pittsburgh was in the World Series. If I remember it, when they had like Bonilla and Drub Dave. Uh, Doug Drayback and Andy Van Slyke and those guys. He yeah. was he was like 180 pounds. Yeah. Winning but he still he still had the be- one of the best strokes in baseball. Oh yeah, my god! It's, it's just like Ken Griffey Jr. You know, it, it wouldn't have mattered if Ken would have juiced or not. I'm not saying he did. Obviously, I think he's one of the most pure players. But you know, that dude would have think of what he would have done. It, it, it didn't. It's not like it changed things. These yeah. guys change it. And, and let me ask you this, too. As, as somebody who, who knows that whether you give it to me as a joke or not, I take a lot yeah. of shit for being such a Kershaw fan because he just blows it. They always, he blows the games, and he did it again yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. If he, he pitches lights out game one, and then he wins them the, the World Series after his game five, what does yeah. that do to change his legacy? He finally is like Peyton Manning after he wins the big one, where they, they yeah. change his perception. These guys took that from him. They, they, you could say they ruined you, Darvish's career. Now, and again, and, and this is uh, this is something that um, that this is something that still gets me. <clears throat> and, and and like I said, you, you throw those stats out, 
And, and they had every chance to break it, though, right? Because here's the thing. You had you Darvish, game seven, at home. Like, you know, and, and, and this is not I'm, – I'm not justifying it. You know what no, I mean? I'm not but, saying I mean, that. I, like, but I'm saying – I'm saying that's the that's – the, that's the, here's the thing. Is, I would love this story to come out, but I would also like it better if you Darvish finished a job at home. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll like, say this. Us, if this didn't happen, you Darvish would have even never pitched because they would have been done in game six. Because they wouldn't have go. lost – they would have never lost a game in game five when they had at home in game yeah. five, when they had scored 12 freaking runs. Yep. You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely if right. They didn't also, have bands on to tell them what, what Kershaw's pitching when they couldn't figure out how to hit them. The other thing is uh, on, on a side note, speaking of accolades, uh, that means th- does Altuve's uh, MVP, is it real? Or does that make it now Aaron judges? It's the same thing as I said. It, it, that ain't Ryan Braun's MVP. Uh, that's that's Matt Kemp's. That yeah. ain't that ain't Altuve's. I yeah, don't care what it is. That's, that's judges. This is the one thing I'll say too that I'm glad about for for the Astros is even though you didn't, there's so much more they could have done. At least now when you look in that record book, there's going to be that dark horse scarlet letter. I want them to take it away. I don't want an asterisk. You, you I want people to know. I you know. You take it away. away. You take no, it you away. Can't take it away. No, you absolutely. Can't. You, you, they you cheated. Can't, you yeah, but you can't take it away for the fact of all the people in Houston who just had all the natural disaster issues and who hung their head on that. You can't take that away from the people. That's why you don't do it. It's different to hurt the players they, than they, the actual. That's the thing people. is, you're not taking away from the people. The players took it away from the people. Agreed. That's why you put that asterisk. The asterisk is the no, biggest black no, I take, box. I take it away. I take it like, away. There's you, no champion you, that year. Sorry. Uh, we're gonna bring it. Hold on. We're gonna bring him in. Elijah. Uh, Elijah, help help us settle this. What do you do? Do you do you take the title away, or do you uh, or do you just simply mark it with an asterisk? Thanks, Elijah. It was ridiculous when they took USC's title away. They, but they should have took it away. You had ineligible players. Half that team shouldn't have been on playoff. I'm just saying, like, it, I, I, don't think, I don't think you can go to the extreme of taking a, a championship away. Because now you're messing with the, 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 a whole bag of, bag of things, then. Now that means you should take Boston's title away in 2018. So we should now have that back. Yeah. So hey. you should have done that. Now, now if you're doing that, now you should take away the San Francisco Giants um, when Barry Bonds beat the Angels because he was on roids. You should, so like it just that you go down too far of a slope by doing that. Like Dude, I would love thing, though, for that to this take is it away. an entire team. Conspiracy, conspira- conspiring, you conspiracy, you live and die conspiring to 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 cheat. To cheat when, the, when the Yuri, Gurriel, Yuri Gurriel does does a racial does physical racial slurs and and taunts to you Darvish and they don't suspend him because they didn't want to hurt the team. Now that's you MLB problem. He should have been it suspended, is. but that's and then the sure. fact they suspended him beginning of the season that was an under under uh, underwhelming yeah. response. But, but that aside, the, the reason again, you don't take it away is what about the what about the guys who spend all their time washing the jerseys or all the all the bat boys and all the people that work behind the scenes and all the people that work in the office you don't take it away from all of them they worked hard and it's not their fault that that these players did underhanded things under their noses fact of the matter is the ones the the ones that the ones that are on the field that had the biggest difference in to make 
made the poorest of choices. They mm-hmm. need to be punished the hardest. And they're the ones, those wins, pocket. those rings, the championship, it's got to be gone. You got to really set it right. And the players still I need to be punished. They do. I can guarantee you half of those players don't give a crap about the title. All they care about is their giant five, ten million dollar bonus they got or whatever. They don't care about the title. They care about what's you, in their pockets. So they can go buy stuff or they can, they can retire early. You hurt them by taking their World Series shares. That's how you hurt the players, not taking the title. No, we got like 300 – or no, they got 400 and something thousand for their, for their win. And some of those guys probably that's, – that's three times what they would make in their first three seasons. But, but, here's the, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like the, those, the guys got 400 and something thousand for the win. You know, the loss got two, a quarter of a mil. Here, here, but the other thing is, like, they get to add their extra $30 per inscription at their, their signatures because you could say World Series champion on it or whatever. But, like, just <laughs> ridiculous. Awesome. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm just saying, when you want to go to your quote-unquote Astros Fest, uh, whatever, it, it, it's stupid. I, I, I don't think – I don't think even – like, and here's the thing is, where's the money going to go then, if that's the case, if you take the shares? Donate it. Go and donate it. There's a lot of more. There's a lot more people that could use that money than these guys. It's it's well, just, you, you got to think about these guys nowadays. All they care about is their pocket. You you think yeah. you think some of these guys would sign with some of the teams? I know this is the NBA, but you think Julius Randle is signing with the New York Knicks? Had they not offered him twenty million dollars? Hell no. He's in purgatory <laughs> for the next five years of his life. But boy oh boy, is he going to be worth a lot of ducats. Hmm. I suppose I suppose. Elijah, are you here, man? <laughs> he doesn't guess he he doesn't know what to do. He's torn on his answer. I I, I guess. But like uh, it, it's just one of those things. I, I I there's not a clear cut answer, but I do know players need to be punished. Do you, That's okay, the so key. here's here's the thing is do you take away do you take do you, if you can punish individual players for their part in it, do you take away El Tuve's MVP? I think, yeah. I think, or or you asterisk that bitch up and you go, Jose El Tuve, we have proof that you had, you know, a ton to do with this. You're getting fined $5 million, too. So here's the thing, too. Speaking of proof, um, interview with El Tuve. Tweets out. Never happened. Huh? It'll never happen. No, but I'm saying... No, like there, there was a thing where, pretty much, uh, I think El Tuve said they, the MLB investigated, but they they did not find anything. Yeah, they, so they've been, these guys have been investigated for like the last three years, and there's a there's a video where Alex or with uh, with AJ Hinch and like Alex Cora them who are like yelling like this is egregious, how dare you? But but here's the thing though. So apparently they say that. <clears throat> He says, that's ridiculous. The MLB did their investigation, and they didn't find anything. But well, don't you think it's a bigger problem that he didn't say we didn't do anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he didn't lie. And you, know, you, you want to know what the big problem is? And this goes back to you saying it was an MLB problem about Guriel not getting suspended. Yeah. They are not going to do a damn thing to find the players because after this season, they have to come to another uh, bargaining agreement with the MLBPA to avoid another lockout. So they're not going to do nothing to the players because they don't want to risk another lockout. And that's the problem with baseball is they're going to just let it go. They're going to find the owner who's worth billions of dollars. You know, it, 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 it's like taking $5 away from a guy worth a million bucks. 
They'll just raise the ticket price. Boom, it's back. Yeah. You know, you know like, your, your championship team. Oh, yeah. Seats are a premium. You got to pay, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Um, I think the best part about the situation, because now Garrett Cole goes to the Yankees, which I love how Garrett Cole just hightails it out of there. That makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, I am going to go on record and say I, I'm predicting he's going to Bryce Harper fail in New York. And with Boston could be struggling because who knows what's going to happen with the turmoil. And if the Yankees go and make their eighth Garrett Cole and he fails, and now who knows what Houston's going to totally become, who does this benefit more than anybody, Jordan? The, the Dodgers? <laughs> the Minnesota Twins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Josh Donaldson comes in. Yeah. That was a huge signing, by the way. I, I, I didn't think they had it in them. You know, you, you, you take away Houston, so now you're seeing Oakland in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, if, if Oakland, if, say, say all these teams crumble. Say you knock those three teams out now because this just turns into chaos and a mess. Now you're seeing the Blue Jays or the Rays or the Athletics or the okay. Angels. I got a devil's advocate on this one, though. Because, okay, you might not see Boston. Okay? You might not see Houston. God, God forbid. But you will see the Yankees, okay? Most likely. You, Most you, likely. Here, I mean, because here's the thing: they they still got Tanaka, they still yeah. got. Uh, I mean, they so they got Tanaka, they got uh, Savino. Um, yeah, Mike Severino. Yeah, yeah, uh, they, you got Severino, um, and then uh, uh, they got Paxton. All right, like that's that's still a big three. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Tanaka, oh, yeah. Tanaka, I mean, Tanaka's they, number two on most teams in the, in the in the league. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Um, you know, they, they have such an embarrassment of riches that they let Didi Gregarious go. Okay? Yeah. Like, they just let him walk. Period. Like, th- that's just, it's ridiculous. They're going to be there. So, I'm, I'm not going to say, the Twins are still going to have to deal with the, the fact that they cannot beat the Yankees. And that's going to be the, the thing that they'll still have to deal with. Okay? Yeah. The Yankees are going to be there at the end of the year. If they're, if they're not, the Yankees if they're not. They have to. Yeah. I, I mean, they have, they have a squad. Okay? I mean, they got what DJ LeMahieu. Uh, I mean, they, yeah, no, they, no, Gary Sanchez. But it's like, just, no, it's one of those just... things where out of nowhere, like all this in the long run just helps the Twins. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I you're right. It, it does. It does help. It does help a team like the Twins. It does. But still, I, I, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere with that. Ryan, we we gotta we gotta we gotta cut off the baseball man. We gotta cut him off like the cutoff man. All right. Sure. All right. I, but I hey, I I am with you. Your your guys were were screwed. Yeah. You're screwed. It I. did <laughs> such a good like that. Uh, it's but now now like there's there's a very good chance that Francisco Lindor or Nolan Arenado or um. Chris Bryant or who is I can't remember. There's a fourth one too. Um, uh, Mookie Betts might end up on the Dodgers beforehand before the yeah. season starts too, because they're so far into the cap now they can take money back. Because because Friedman, like he didn't even have to pay guys. His whole his whole team is all stars and they're all drafted farm system guys. Yeah. 
You know, so yeah. now they're like, hey, look at what we did. They, they basically did, did what the, did the Warriors. Where they just built this team, and then now they're going to go have money to go get a guy if they want. So I'm not, I'm not worried. I mean, you know, a team, like, a, a team like San Diego, I think, is going to be good enough where they might finish second in the, in the West this year, which is going to surprise people because the Giants are going to be, you know, ass. Um, but I still think they'll be 20 games behind the Dodgers. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, know. I'm not worried, but it's still just like that's this. This is going to be a make or break. Not to keep talking baseball. This will be my last point. Oh no, yeah, but you're right. If, if this is one of those things where if this if this hangs over the Dodgers' heads too too long, this could hurt them this season, or it could be that fuel that gives them the title finally. Yeah. Does uh, here's one for you though. Obviously they were dinged up a little bit last year, but obviously people are going to be coming back. Uh, Otani's going to be pitching again, presumably. The yeah, Angels. he should be pitching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, and I mean, they got and that's, that's the Astros division. Like that's yeah. That's what, that's why I brought up. I said, well, if there's no Astros or no Astros, I mean, the Angels. You, Rendon, man, he's that was a great Huge. signing. I'm, Huge. You know, I'm butthurt he didn't come to the Dodgers, but yeah. you know, kudos to him. I, I agree. I agree. I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'm going to flip the coin and, and and give you the choice. Do you want to go? Do you want to go the NFL with today, or do you want to go? Uh, do you want to go NCAA with, with me? Oh, I didn't get to watch any of the or of the the NFL because I was I had to work all day. Um, I I literally came prepared for a baseball talk and to give you a real MVP and play my game, and then I was gonna bugger off because I got some stuff I gotta do before work, going to bed for work. Well, but I, I, I don't I know where I name on the line, but they're they're not talking. They're mic'd up. <laughs> they're, they're, like literally, it it says it says later than a period. I mean, yeah, better late than never though. But I mean, like. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. I, I'm trying, later than a pregnant means there's going to be a baby. And if there's going to be a baby, I'm trying to hear some first words. You know I what got, I mean? I got, I got a, I got a, like a 10 minute NBA segment you can transition to if you want that I wanted to get your opinion on. Uh, you know what? Oh, wait. I heard a click. Hello? Man, Hello? I thought you guys weren't, I thought you guys weren't letting me talk. I had my mic muted the whole time. Oh, we, we kept we asking. Threw, we're, we're like we threw it to you like four times, and I, I, I kept I kept talking. I kept talking, and then you guys were like, "I'm like, what, what's going on here?" And I kept talking. I didn't realize. I just looked at my mic, and I'm like, "Oh sh- shit!" It's <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, you got you got to hear me so, rant again. So so anyways, anyways, I was gonna say it. Man, it's it's tough because Jordan makes some good points. Ryan makes some good points. Like it's hard to say if you should put an asterisk down, or should, or if you should just wipe the title clean because then you're gonna have, then people are gonna be like, oh, you gotta do this for them, and it's gonna just like it's gonna be you're gonna have to fix a bunch of other sh- a bunch of other stuff, and I like I think you gotta figure out a way to punish like the players and the personnel and the coaches and like everybody involved like you got to bring the hammer down on them like you're you can't right. you're right you can't really take the title but you're gonna like you're gonna have to do something that are gonna make heads roll like you're gonna have to like either ban jose altuve or suspend him for a year or indefinitely or or something because uh it's just this is terrible like this is this is really bad like steal like stealing signs and having buzzers to let you know when fastballs are coming and stuff like that's just 
that's 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 awful. That's totally not in the spirit of competitiveness. That's just just wrong. And you have people who like now are saying like you guys won't let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame and you banned him for baseball for what he did, but what's gonna happen to these guys? Because this is obviously much worse than Hell what Pete yeah. Rose did. And Pete Rose is one of the best baseball players of all time. He didn't cheat. That's you're right. That's the bottom line. He did not cheat. I understand he gambled on baseball, but he did it. He bet on his own team to win. I understand it's still yeah, and he did not he what didn't you cheat do. Yeah, he he didn't suddenly put buzzers in people's pants and whatnot. You know what I mean? I, I mean, you, uh, know, you, Eliza, you, brought up a, you brought up a great point, <laughs> Eliza. Um, and this is and, and I'm glad you brought it that way um, with with what with the, the title thing and and I'm 100 percent going to say this again, Jordan. I agree with you. It, 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 for me as a Dodgers fan, I want that shit stripped. But the way that he worded it made me think of a better way to put it that I was trying to say is if you strip him of the title, all you're doing is pissing off the fans and not hurting the players. You're pissing yeah. off a fan base that had nothing to do with it. And they're yeah. the ones that are punished. If, if the Tennessee Titans cheated and or something happened, say, say somebody was ineligible or whatever, you know, take it for what it is, or Notre Dame or whatever, whatever it is. If you take the title away from them, that's going to piss you off more than it's going to hurt them. You know, it will, but you know what? That's, that's again, that's, 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 that's the investment of the fan, right? You know what I mean? At the end of the day, but that title means, does mean more to that organization um, fiscally. You know what I mean? You're not a world series organization without a world. You know what I mean? Like, you take that away. Well, how many how many fans are going to be as ethical and logical about it as you are, though? No, you, but you don't you don't hustle your you don't you don't you don't hustle your own teammates. That's unethical. You know your own your own MLB players. <laughs> well, all right. Well, t- tell Sydney Dean that one. <laughs> um, Damn. You brought up, I, I, I'm really glad I was able to get that that segue worth that one. Um, you brought up the Hall of Fame just to give a quick uh, Hall of Fame tracker. There's a uh, 41.5% of the, uh, the baseball hall of fame tracking uh, or votes have been made public. Um, and a hundred percent so far, Derek Jeter is going to be a hall of famer. Um, 85.4% say Larry Walker, 79.5 gives it to Kurt Schilling. Um, right now, Bonds and Clemens are on the outside looking in um, at 73.7 and 72.5 respectively. Um, obviously still um, 60, uh, what, 69 to 68.5% of the ballots still out there. So um, just a current heads up and update courtesy of uh, baseball hall of fame tracker.com. So pretty sweet. Hey, so let me ask you guys this real, real quick here. And then I'm going to, like I said, then I'll bugger off here. But since we had the NBA thing, I want to just throw this out to you guys. And then I want to give you my real MVP and play a game before we play my real MVP. Um, we can do that. So all stars going to be, you know, we're, we're a couple weeks away from the all-star game. Is the consensus on the Western Conference, and you guys can tell me if you agree or disagree with this, uh, but right now Harden and Doncic always are, are going to be the starters just because they're going to get voted and nobody's going to pass them. They're going to take six guards. Consensus, in my opinion, is probably Dame Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul because of what he's doing for OKC, and Devin Booker. Are those fair? Do you guys, are you kind of on the same boat? 
Yeah, I think those are fair. Because there's yeah, one dude, I... guy that I feel like is is should get should get in there, and I know he's not. But what do you, what were you gonna? What was your thought, Jordan? Are you gonna say Caruso? No, John, John Morant. Yeah, John Morant. But he's playing lights out. He's so Even, good. Look at how good the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have won like nine of their last ten. He's just annihilating every bit of the court. But can you really? T- I mean, is Devin Booker the odd man out? I still, I, I still at this point would probably take Devin Booker over Ja just because. Is it you? You let him sit. You know, you'll get. You have plenty of time, and you're a rookie, and you're already gonna well, have the rookie game. And but I, I mean, like, the, how many Devin rookies Booker, have actually made Devin, the real the real game? Devin Booker is still putting up. 20, almost 27. Yeah. 27 and 7, almost. Like, his number, his numbers are far, like, head and shoulders above Jaws right now. Yeah. I think Jaws at, like, 17 and 7 or something. Yeah, he's, so, he's 17, 9 and 7. And Booker's shooting 50% this year from the field, I believe. Yeah, he's On top of scoring 26. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. I guess it's not too egregious, but it's just, I was just thinking about that. I was like, man, I know he's probably not going to get in because because he's just a victim of not enough spots. But man, yeah. John Morant is playing really good. I mean, that's just only, they're only two games under 500. Yeah, and they, they've I'm, been really entertaining, too. He's, he does good things on that court, man. Yeah. Why can't a guy like, why, why can't, why can't a guy like that, like, slip to the, like, or I mean, like, just like when the Wolves have, like a high draft pick, you know, like it seems like the only two guys that have really panned out for the Wolves that have had a high draft pick have been Cat and KG. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, Wiggins is actually looking good for once. That's a, I mean, 22 six a game. I don't, I don't, I, I don't count him though, just because we traded for him. That's fair. That's I, fair. I'm just, I'm just like, just a guy that we draft, you know. What about Jared Culver? Nine point nine a game. <laughs> he's doing he's doing better. I just, yeah, he had a good game against the Raptors last night. He's just not like he's not. He hasn't had the impact obviously right away that Jaws had, but I think eventually he'll be a pretty good player because he can do everything right now except for shoot. But <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and he should get more minutes now that Teague's on. Yeah, yeah. God, thank God. Have you ever have you ever seen a, a point? Have you ever seen a guard who uh, likes to pass up as many shots as Jeff Teague does? <laughs> it's like the most frustrating thing to watch him have a wide open three pointer, and he can hit him too. Have a wide open three pointer and then like not shoot it and dribble around and. You know what makes it even more annoying is we saw one of the worst shooting point guards for the first part of his career in Ricky Rubio, and at least he tried. Oh, but I mean, he was like, even though he couldn't shoot, he still was good at setting his teammates up and playing defense and running the offense. Jeff Teague's like, mm, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I was dribble. Send me I was back dribble, to Atlanta. I was dribble around, run the <laughs> shot clock out, then pass it to somebody <laughs> at the end of the shot clock. He he's the epitome of what I used to complain to you about, Elijah, with Zach Levine where he would just walk back and forth at the top of the key in his early years when he would come and play point and wouldn't do anything. 
And I'm just like, can you do something? Like, obviously, he's figured it out now that he's in Chicago. But, like, those first couple years in Minnesota, I'm, like, punching myself in the head. Like, come on, do something, man. I mean, who else does he have yeah. on with Chicago, though? Like, the, the team's garbage. Mark Markkinen is pretty decent, but he's having a down year. A rough year. Kobe yeah, I was going to say he's having a rough year. Kobe White's, Kobe, White, Kobe White's pretty good. Bulls um, are only, like, two games out of a playoff spot. Yeah. In the East, though. Yeah, I know. They're 16 and 28. I still get to say that. It makes me happy. This team, though, I think was Daniel Gafford, Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, they have a lot of nice young pieces. Otto Porter isn't looking awful in the night. He, I mean, he doesn't play a lot because he's been hurt, but... They have, decent, they, have, like, they have decent pieces, but Zach Levine far and away is, like, their, like, best scorer, like, no doubt. Like, he might be... It might be one of the most like uneven uh, teams when it comes to who like who's going to give you most most of the offense. Like that offense is pretty much all Levine. <laughs> Levine's Levine's averaging ten more points than Markin, who's the second highest scorer. Yeah, I mean it's it's and like his per is is over five more than, than Markin's too. Yeah, that's uh, Levine definitely has grown into his position definitely in Chicago but I, I still look at the kid and I think man you 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 could be you're good but you could be you could be great you know what I mean like there, there's something that's missing for 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 his heart or his 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 talent level where where he's not that you he'll he's I, never going to be in the top 10 conversation in this NBA I think I think he has plenty of heart I just his defense isn't that he's not great on defense and He's not always the best at like setting up his teammates and stuff. He kind of often will look for his own Highlight. shot, like pretty much exclusively. But that being said, though, man, he does he does hit some big shots down the stretch <laughs> Do in a lot of games. To call Zach Levine a more athletic but not as polished of a shooting Carmelo Anthony, like he, it's just the ball stops. I would say, like, you're probably going to kill me for this, Ryan, but I would say, like, Zach Levine's, like, style of play is very, like, poor man, like, Kobe Bryant-ish, where he doesn't do all the little things that Kobe Bryant did well, but he will take the shots in crunch time. He hits difficult shots, and he's not scared to take, like, any shot, you know what I mean? Like he kind of, to me, he, he kind of plays like Kobe in a way, but obviously he's not nearly as good as Kobe was, and he's like not as obviously not as good of a defender, and like he's not as like smart of a player as Kobe is, but he kind of yeah. has that like instant offense, uh, difficult shot making. Comparison than mine. I, I almost like him like a like almost like a I like him almost like a team act. See, but T-Mac, I still think T Mac was all around better though. Yeah, like, I, if, I think if you want to go that route, maybe more Iverson. Hmm. Or he's attack, attack, attack. Attack, attack. Yeah, that's 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 exactly it. That's it. That I like his attack. You know what I mean? Like, either way. Yeah. Elijah brought up a good point with the attack. Like, I think that's the better way to look at it than I was looking yeah. at. Because I was looking at more as you rotate the ball and it gets to Levine and everyone goes, "Uh, oh, we're not getting it back." 
Yeah. Like yeah. with Carmelo. So yeah, no, I think I think you had the better way to go, Elijah, than I did. I, I think it's a good comparison. I think I think it's I think it's a really good comparison. If he reigns, if he would just ran his game in a little more, and not always, because I mean he can hit those difficult shots, but a lot of times he's like thinking he can always hit those difficult shots, and when they don't go in, it's a problem with his lack of defense. That's probably why he started off so bad this year. Like he had a really rough start to the season, but now he's finally picking it up. But. So you know what he should do? He should do what Giannis did when Giannis won his MVP last year. He said, "I'm so close to being the, the top guy in the in the league. I just I just need a couple little intangibles. I'm gonna call Kobe and work with Kobe over All Star Weekend. Zach Levine, oh, he should. call Kobe. He should, man. Kobe. he should work with Kobe. <laughs> like Giannis came back and said that was the best experience of his life. He said he brought a notebook and." Anytime Kobe would say something, he would say, well, what if I step this way? What happens? And Kobe would have a five-minute explanation, excuse me, of why you go each way out of each footing. He said it was like talking like a sensei. And he incorporated it, and then he started, and then he, then he perfected it so well. He, you know, he wins the MVP, and they go, what are you going to do next? He goes, well, Kobe said the only thing left for me to do is to, not, to be the greatest ever is to learn how to shoot threes. So I guess I'm shooting 500 a day. And now it's like the most scary thing in the world to think, what if Giannis adapts a three onto a game? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. That's game over. That's, that's, that's yeah. disgusting. It's, the, the crazy it's thing is like, Giannis, Giannis mm-hmm. is a – I think Giannis is a stronger Kevin Durant. I, I think, yeah, because Kevin Durant was such a little boy. You know, you know like yeah, really, but like, yeah, but I mean, but here's the thing: is he could still get to the hole. He could still, he can, but he could shoot, right? Ooh, and if he I don't think his like, game, could, I don't think his game is as naturally like as fluid as Durant's. And I don't think he'll ever be able to be as good of a shooter as Kevin Durant is, or like as smooth of a ball handler and stuff. Like, but well, he's so powerful. I think I think truly his game is like, like. He's like a unicorn, man. Like, I don't really <laughs> think, I don't really think you can compare his game to anyone. Like, his game is something like I just I've never seen before. What it's it's one of those things he, where this is why those euros are becoming so so like people need to stop sleeping on them. Look in the last ten years, we've got Porzingis, Doncic, and Giannis, and yeah. like. Like you said, I, and I and obviously it's it's I ring that to you saying unicorn because that's what they call Porzingis. But like these three guys are like something you just don't see. Like yeah. look at what Luka Doncic is doing at twenty years old. Oh my goodness! Like, if if he if he doesn't hit his prime for eight more years, this is like the epitome of what I saw in twenty twelve when I started watching Okada. Where I'm like, yeah. I've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the thing that, that's scary about Doncic is, like, you talk to guys like LeBron, who, you know, you could argue is still the best player in basketball, and he's going, my God, I've never seen something like this. I don't know how anyone's going to be able to play against him in five years. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. And that's where Dallas, you know, kudos to Mark Cuban again, who he's a way better owner than Jerry Jones is in Texas. That's for sure when you're calling shots. <laughs> Because Jerry Jones doesn't know how to make moves like this. But what does he do? He goes and gets Porzingis to play with them. And now you have two anomalies on the same team. And Dallas, who has been junk, is now sitting there. And, you know, and they're 27 and 15. <laughs> like, 
and this is Dallas who everybody wrote off. He he pride and this this is kudos how stupid James Dolan is, but he pried Porzingis from the Knicks. That's that's if if any three of us were a GM in the NBA, I don't care what you're gonna give me unless it's Anthony Davis or Luka Doncic, I guess, or Giannis. I'm not giving you Porzingis. Yeah. The upside and the cheap contract at first, and the fact you have his bird. And no, kiss my ass. I'm but not giving you. you like, I'm not giving you, you him for like, Ben Simmons. Do you feel like? Do you feel like you're forced to get to trade Porzingis though, because he wants out, and he could eventually just say, "I'm not going to play for you guys." All right, then you don't need to get paid. I got you three more years under contract. True. You know, and these owners, and, and you know, Dolan probably was playing jazz. Trumpet somewhere and was like, ah, go and do whatever you want. I still, I still think I would take Simmons though. Like, yes, well, I, I just, Simmons can't. I know I, Simmons can't shoot, but I still I, think I, I would. I look at it as I have. Di- I, I guess I'm looking at the fact of where he's on Dallas. Like, I wouldn't need Simmons with Doncic. I guess oh, it's more yeah, what I meant with that. Yeah, um, but okay, yeah, yeah, you know, I. I think you're right. I mean, the, the Ben Simmons thing, that's that's a whole other ballgame. But, uh, yeah, in my head, I'm thinking, well, I already have a point guard, so I wouldn't need Ben Simmons. But yeah. you, know, you know where I'm going with, like, yeah, you, don't, okay. you, don't, you don't trade somebody like that. No. <laughs> like, Dolan do is, that. Dolan's inept. Oh, my God. We, like, think we, we think we got it bad with Glenn Taylor, man. Like, Dolan's pretty, pretty garbage. Oh, hell yeah. Look, I don't care what anyone says. We made a trade, and we got Jimmy Butler. And when we did, we made the playoffs. These guys trade their star. They didn't acquire yeah. one. They traded him. Yeah. No, I, I because like, hey, you're oh, we're gonna get Durant. We're gonna get Kyrie. They went to the other New York team. Sorry, Dolan. Speaking of speaking of Simmons, do you see all these rumors that they're thinking about cutting bait on Embiid and trading Embiid? See, I had heard the 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 thought. Yeah, that what I had heard was. They they think Simmons and Embiid cannot win together and play well enough together because they're too too similar, not in the same way they play, but in the fact that you need a different type of piece to re- to build around them. So oh, they're, yeah, they're they talking both... about moving one of them to to improve the roster because you already got Tobias and Al Horford, which are great, but it's just it feels like the... two alphas that can't put it together to work together. Well, and they're both ball dominant, and they like aren't mm-hmm. great shooters. They aren't great shooters. So yeah, when, when your center's a better three point shooter than your point guard, you got a problem. Yeah, and both mm-hmm. need the ball in their hands to kind of yeah, be effective. I don't think they do anything this year, but you know, it, I mean, I mean, look, they're they're sixth in the East right now. You know, they, they were they were one of our picks to make it all the way out. Indiana's yeah. sitting at number five, and they haven't even gotten Oladipo back yet. Like no. they look like just geniuses on that getting Demonis Sabonis. I mean, and he's going to be an all star. Yeah. Oh my God, that Malcolm Brogdon move might have been the best move in the off season. Like obviously Anthony Davis, you'd say is number one, but that Malcolm Brogdon yeah. thing was was brilliant. Think of what Milwaukee at thirty eight and six could be doing if they had Brogdon still. He'd be a nice piece for them. Oh my gosh! Sorry, Jordan. I know you were trying to transition, and we just kept going. That's what happens with me and Elijah with basketball. That's all right. No, I, I love it. I love it. And it's just one of those things. I get. I get. I get to. I get to get to marinate in with it because I don't. Uh, 
I don't enjoy the basketball as much as I used to, mainly because I can't hear John Tesh's round ball rock uh, on Saturday <laughs> afternoons uh, uh, on NBC because there's nothing better than the Bulls and the Knicks. And when you hear, but that being said, no, it was awesome. Ryan, you said you had a game for us, buddy. What, what do you got yes. for us? My game will tie into my real MVP. So I don't know if you want to play the, the real MVP sounder first or you want to do the game and then go and do it. Well, you know what's good because I got my real MVP also. So let's 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 play the sounder and then we'll 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 then we'll say our MVPs and then play the game. But we well, oh, okay. I, my game will be is is ties into who my real MVP is. That's why I want to do the okay. game first. All right, well, let's okay. do the game first. Let's do the game first. All right. Oh, so, man. Why, why do you don't have a real oh, MVP? Man. I'm assuming. If it ain't fantasy season, it ain't no MVP, <laughs> MVP for me. All right, so um, this ties into who my real MVP is, and the reason I don't, it's going to kind of give you a freebie because of this. Now, I'm going to go on a, on a route. It's, it, we're going to play a version of three strikes here where we'll, we'll say you guys get all three strikes as a team because this is going to be something not in your wheelhouse. And okay. I'm even going to make it I'm even going to even up the ante to make it a little bit easier. And obviously, I, I'm, I'm trusting nobody to Google. You guys aren't going to be Googling this, correct? No, nope, oh, Googling exclusively now, actually. Bing. <laughs> He's going to use the, the uh, Mama or Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo. Um, so I'm, get the I'm standing here. Instead of the top 10, you only need to get 10 right because I think you can get 10 right. I truly think you guys can name 10 of these. So I'm going to get, I, want, I need you to give me 10 of the top 15 in NHL goal history so most goals for a career the top 15 you only got to give me 10 that's that's how much i'm trying to make this a little bit easier because i think you guys can give me 10 now once again, I can give you, you guys you guys get I can three give you, i can give you a bunch no so, all right elijah, elijah lead us off wayne uh, uh no i don't want to say i don't want to say that i'll say uh um brett hall brett hall number four all right. Well, I'm going to at least type these up on my 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 uh, my notepad so I know that what's been guessed, so I don't pull some classic uh, classic sportscast material here. Um, <laughs> all right. So you said Brett Hull. I'm I am going to say the name that you weren't going to say. I'm going to say one Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, number one. Two for two. I don't want to be the I don't want to be the super obvious one. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm gonna, I, I would have went there. I'm going to pull one. I'm going to pull one out that you might not think I know. I'm going to go at LaFontaine. Uh, that is your first strike as a team. Oh, no. Mm. All right. I'm going to go with one of my favorites, who I think is sneaky on this list. I'm going to say Jerome Ginla. He is number 17, very close, no. but that is no. number two. No. All right. You guys oh. might want to start. Now, remember, you guys have team strikes, so you guys can powwow before you give me your final answer here. Gordy yeah, Powell. Gordy Howe is number two. Okay. Now, well, that's a good one. now you guys know, if you want to, if, if, let me know if it's going to be your, your actual answer too, Jordan. Okay. okay. And you guys I, follow because you have, you have seven more to get. I Like, Ovechkin's got to be in this list. I know that Ovechkin has more. 
I know I know that Ovechkin has more hat tricks than the Minnesota Wild does, like since he's been in the league by like ten or something. Are you so, guys wanting to so, go with him or not go with him? Let's go I, Ovechkin. I've, I've got somebody. I've got somebody right now that we can go with that I'm pretty sure. What, what do you like, got? Sure what do you got? Mark Messier. Jordan, does that agree? I, 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 he, he says for sure. I'm going to go with for sure. Mark Messier, number eight. So you have four numbers. You need six more. Okay. I said you guys should be able to get this 10, no problem. What about like Madonna's got to be what about the Rocket guy, Jordan? Maurice the Rocket, whatever. I can't even pronounce his last name. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's like he might be he might be borderline because he's from so long ago. Yeah, I feel like that one might be a borderline. Let's um. Or Guy Lafleur. Guy Lafleur. <laughs> oh. Team Slide's got to be one of them. Jordan, you yeah, want to go Timo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's go with Timo. We'll number 12, Timo Slide, number 12. <laughs> How do I go cry? He had 684 goals. Shit, are you kidding me? If he didn't get uh, injured, he would have had over seven. I want, if I'm if he didn't get hurt the way he did, he probably would have <laughs> finished in the top three. I just know that the mere mention of his name, you get like a little gleam in your eye. I do, think, man. Do you think Salani is the of baseball? Do you think Team Salani is the Ken Griffey Jr. of hockey? Um, No, because he still played 1,451 games. But, well, see, it's hard because when he, he tore his ACL his second year. And he was never the same. I mean, he scored 76 goals his first season. Nobody has ever even got to 70. You know what I mean? Like, that's unheard of. Yeah. Um, there's another guy that I would consider the, the Ken Griffey of, of hockey. Um, but no, I think, I think Solani just, you know, he, he, and then he took that year where he went and played in Colorado. He scored like 16 goals. You know, he was trying to win a cup with Korea. And then, you know, so that, that's kind of what hurt him too. But no, um, I think he had a great career. I will never be mad about his career. Um, okay. So back to, back to that. uh, what about Joe really Sackett, Jordan? Ooh, Sackey would be a good one, man. I like Joe Sackett, yeah. I could roll with that. Final answer? Mm. Okay. You got anything, Jordan? Uh, hold on, hold on. So, so I, I think about Sackett being, like, good but not great. How about how about we skip Sackett? Let's skip Sackett. Okay. Hold on. I think I think we need. Uh, he played like damn near as many years as flipping Gordy Howe. Oh God! How about, how about, how about, how about Yager? Mario Lemieux. And Mario Lemieux. Yeah, let's go. A pair of penguins, Lemieux and Yager. Mario Yager is third all time, and Mario Lemieux is number eleven. Oh. Mario Nigel Lemieux Hull. is the one I would consider to be the guy. He he had six hundred ninety goals to Gretzky's eight ninety four. So he missed Gretzky by 204. Gretzky played 1,487 games. Mario Lemieux only played 915. That's your wow. Ken Griffey. He, this okay. dude had a cancer, and he broke his back and still came back and led the league in scoring. <laughs> like, that's just ridiculous, man. 
Yeah. That's nuts. Um, all right. So you have right, so three, we got the top you four. Have, um, seven numbers. What about um, – uh, We need three. We have three left. All right. So we still have, we have Sackick on the table, but I don't think I want to slap I don't want to slap the sack. Um, let's um, let's say Phil Esposito, number six. Yeah. Oh, I should I should have asked Elijah if he agreed. I would have said yeah. Okay. That's not what I thought you would have got. Okay. Phil Esposito used to play for the Islanders, didn't he? Nope. The Jets. Nope. Who the hell did Esposito play for? Chicago, Boston, the Rangers. Oh, I don't know why I thought the Islanders. All right. So we got Gretzky, Hal, Solani, Yager, Lemieux, Hall, Esposito. Did we say yes to Ovechkin? Not yet. He's one that's on the table. Okay, so we got Ovechkin and, and Sackick on the table. Um... I feel, I feel like we should run, we should run Ovechkin now. I think Ovechkin's good. Okay. Ovechkin number nine. Sweet. All right, so we got two one, more. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so we got Sackick. Did you say Messier? Yep. I did say Messier. Yes. Okay. There's a couple of Jordan polls on. I know he's looking at this list. I could I could hear it in his thoughts. <laughs> this guy is a party. I, I want to say Sackick so bad. Steve Steve Eiserman, he's got to be one of them. Red Wings. Or he's, he's got to be close. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Steve Eiserman, number ten. <laughs> one more. Uh, we have one more. Is Sackick the guy? I want the one I want to say is Mike Madano. Oh man, God! Between Sackick and Madano, because right, Madano. I'm let you. I want you to. I want you to you to pick it. Okay, I'm gonna leave this one on you. Madano oh, or throw Sackick? Me up, throw me under, under under the bus. I'm gonna go Madano. Um, Mike Madano is not. He is number twenty-five. No! What are the? What do you? Which ones did you guys get, Jordan? That you wrote down. We got Gretzky, Hal, Solani, Ovechkin, Yager, Lemieux, Hall, Esposito, and Messier. Cause I have, what do I have written down? Oh, you didn't write down Yager. Oh, Jogger. That means you guys got 10. Oh. Oh, tight. <laughs> Joe Sackick was 15 goals away from being number 15. He was number 16. Okay. So, yeah, I'm gonna pull this um, up. I gotta pull this up right now. Once you, so number fifteen, Dave Andrechuk. Number fourteen, Brendan Shanahan. Number thirteen, Luke Robitaille. Ooh, oh, I liked Luke Robitaille. Brendan too. Shanahan. I didn't know he was that high on the list, and I didn't know Luke Robitaille was on that high on the list too. Robitaille at six sixty eight. You gotta because Robitaille played with Lemieux, Yager, and Gretzky, and Messier, and he played on Detroit. Oh, so he was getting served some, some time. <laughs> and then you guys missed Mike Gartner and Marcel Dion. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely would have got that. Yeah. So that's what ties that me bad. to my real MVP. Oh, let me play it. Do it. Don't, 
Oh, I was gonna. Oh, damn it! I had it and it just slipped my mouse button. Real MVP. Oh, here it is. His song was like, how did your song go? This <laughs> was like. Yours was like real MVP, real MVP, or stuff like that. Oh yeah, Eliza. Eliza's like real MVP, real MVP. It's his <laughs> fantasy football, real MVP from Elijah. What? So, yeah, you guys are crazy. So Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> Let's not forget he played in a lockout-ridden season where he had 32 goals in 40 in 48 games, uh, which oh he was on pace to probably put a good 55 in. So right now, Ovechkin is ninth in NHL goals history. He needs two more to, to tie Messier for eighth. Um, he's got 692. Messier's at 694. Then 708 gets him to Gartner. 717 Esposito. 731 Marcel Dion. 741 Brett Hall and 766 Yarmir Yager. I think by the end of next season he can beat he can pass Yager. I really do. With what mm-hmm. he's I mean last year he scored 51, the year before 49. You had 100 yeah. goals on with what he's doing, you know, with with the current year, you know, that gets him to almost 800. Gordy Howe is 801 and Gretzky has 894. This is what this is where I look at is he's healthy He's the guy who's laying people out on hits. Um, he's probably got another four or five years at least in him. He's only been playing for 12 years, and he takes he care of himself. He's never been hurt. I mean, you look at his games, 81, 82, 82, 79, 72. 72 is the least amount of games he ever played in a season. Um, the last three years has been 82, 82, and 81. So my question to you guys is, and this is, this is once again, Ovechkin is my real MVP. Um, he is 202 goals away from tying Gretzky, but he has played 354 games less than Gretzky. Hmm. When, when it's all said and done, is Alex Ovechkin going to be the only player in NHL history to get to 900 goals? Um, he's got a good shot. He's got an ex- excellent he, shot. You figure if he plays three if years, he'll... Think about this. Can he play four more seasons after this? Yeah. Pretty good chance, right? Yeah. yeah. That's it, it, With the pace he's on, that's 200 goals right there. Yeah. That means he would only need to score three more the rest of this year to pass Gretzky. See, but that's the thing is he needs four years of 50-plus goals. Plus, you know what I mean? Like, that's still that's still, like – that's, that's still pretty damn impressive. Do you, do you I, want to know I, what his I'll, last six seasons are? What's that? 51, 53, 50. Then he had a year of 33. Then 49 and 51. So here's the thing. is If I had to bet on it right now, in, in, in let's just say he's definitely retiring after four years, right? There's a four tiny more years on it. top of this year. On top now, of this now, year, okay. No, no, you got because I, I think he could play four. So if he played four more years, he's played twelve. So this is year thirteen. Four more. Oh years yeah, he's in. No, yeah, he, and he's only going to be thirty-eight or thirty-nine years old. Yeah, he's fine. 
Yep, he's going to so, do it. This this year in 49 games, he already has 34 goals. Yeah, he's going to do it. Um, I, I th- guys, I think we're witnessing the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL in our era, and we saw Gretzky. Like yeah, and Gretzky's like strength wasn't even. Like, oh my god! A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people say he was a better passer than he was like a goal, like a better passer and setter up. Wayne guy Gretzky than a, has like, goal more scorer. assists. Wayne Gretzky has more assists than the second place all time point scorer. Yeah. He has like, like if you took away all his goals. Yeah, he's still if the you took away all, He's still the all time <laughs> leading scorer. There was a there was a season on on Edmonton where he had ninety two goals and like two hundred and twelve assists. That's Jesus. I mean, now mind you, he's playing with Paul Coffey, Mark Messier, Yari Curry. I mean, he he, he had oh, the stack team, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, I think that team averaged seven goals a game. Jeez, I mean, it's insane. But you know, it, but in a, in an era where. I mean, the leading goals goals against average right now is the guy on the Washington Capitals named Ilya Samsonov, who came in for Brayton Holpe. This kid, I mean, he's literally a kid. Um, he's 22. He just he's going to turn 23 at the end of February, and he's only he's only played 19 games in his NHL career because, like I said, he came in as a rookie this year. He's 15-2 and one with a 206 goals against the average, and he's only played. 19 games in his career. Goalies are that good right now. Darcy Kemper, who was shit on the wild, is is arguably going to win the Vesna. He's leading the league in save percentage, and he's third in goals against average. And, and it's on Arizona. Yeah. These goaltenders are that good. Not, not to obviously shit on our team, but like these goalies are that good. You know, the, like Gretzky didn't have Martin Brodeur and Patrick Waugh and Dom Hasek to go against. You know, yeah. Ovechkin's playing these goalies. Carey Price. Oh, really, yeah. The, the modern goalies are gross. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and, and you know, Andre Vasilevsky. He sees Andre Vasilevsky on the Tampa Bay Lightning who won the Vesna Trophy last year eight times a year. Yeah. Another thing that, that you could really put into Ovechkin's favor, too, is just the style of play nowadays. Like, back then, it seemed like it was more about like the offense in the game was like played like way more like wide open than it is now. Mm-hmm. Like I think Gretzky might have benefited from that too. Like, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but it feels like the game was like much more of a faster offensive high up tempo style than it is nowadays. Yeah. It's, I thought, it's almost like you could argue with the NBA, but in a different way. Whereas the NBA was so physical back then where it's not now and people are like, Oh, da da da. Whereas everyone goes, man, back in the day, those those guys were such impressive skaters, and that's why they're so much better. But I don't think people are giving enough credit to the to the way the defenders are playing and things. Kind of like how you mentioned with the game's tighter. Yes, we have Connor McDavid's and Leon Drysaddles, and you know the the Nathan McKinnons in the league, Patrick Lyonnais, Austin Matthews, where these guys are so so fast in their finesse. But I mean, look at some of these defenders: Victor Hedman, Elliot. Uh, 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 look, at, look at Carlson in San Jose with Burns. Um, you know, Drew Doughty in L.A. Like even Dumba. Matt Dumba. Like, he, Matt Dumba in Minneapolis. These these guys are are so much different defenders. Where they are as fluid and smooth, but they can hit, which I think ties into your point in a different way. Alex Ovechkin is the guy trying to lead the league in hits. And yeah. he's scoring these goals. 
He's going out there laying out your best player and then taking the puck and scoring as his team's best player. Like he's, there's a, there's the most perfect thing with Alex Ovechkin. There's two, two examples is one. They, when I was watching the old winter classic build that HBO would do, um, there was a practice. He left sick and he went home because the new call of duty came out and he's sitting there playing it at home. And he bought the collector's edition with the remote control car and stuff because he just beats at his own drum. And, and the coach hears about it and the players hear about it and they laugh and they go, it's Ovi. What are you going to do? He knows his body. And, and like, they let him just go. And, and it wasn't even like, Oh, they're letting the star get away with it. It's, he, he came back and bought the entire team a copy as because he, he felt bad the same day, but he just, he beat to his own drum. They showed him on the bench and everyone's Gatorade and hydrating. And he's got a can of Coca-Cola, which should give you side aches and not hydrate you. Yeah. Like, he's he's like iron. Yeah. It's just <laughs> a different, it's a different drum, you know, and he's, He's good, like, and this goes to the whole Gary Bettman issue with not marketing. Why do you not market Alex Ovechkin everywhere? The guy's hilarious. You watch the skills competition, he's wearing goofy hats and trying to score with two sticks, and he's laughing and making jokes. And that, you know, you know, Again, the biggest mistake the yeah. NHL's made so far, to, to be honest, is the lack of individual marketing of these players. Yeah. You know, I get it as a team game, Here's but these guys... Sorry, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, you know, but at the same time, you know, I remember growing up, like, uh, you know, speaking of NBC, there was that damn, uh, there was a cartoon where it was Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, and Wayne Gretzky as flipping superheroes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, um, so, you know, you got to market these guys. You got to, you got to make people aware of this. I mean, you got, you got one of the, you got possibly the most diverse NHL in its history. And, and you know what I mean? Like you're, you're missing out on potential urban markets i mean you you know with the with the subans and the you know like it's just ridiculous if if it wasn't for the fact that there's a guy in the draft this year named alexi lafreniere who is like like he's on that Connor mcdavid austin matthews Sidney crosby level like at the junior tournament in six games he had 12 points i mean he was averaging two a game for canada juniors if it wasn't for lafreniere being in this draft i i can tell you my number one draft prospect, and this is why I want the damn wild to start losing, is a guy by the name of Quentin Byfield, who is built like Eric Lindros, and he can skate, and he's not Caucasian. Yep. You imagine that guy going number one in your draft? That would be great for the game. Yep. You know, it, no, I agree. It, and it's gotten to the point where it's, it's not uncommon. Like, you, you remember back in the day, it's like, Oh my God, who's this guy, Reggie Savage? I've never seen this guy before. That's crazy. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, cool. Austin, Austin Declare, or Anthony Duclair made the All Star game. Oh, cool. Oh, PK Subban's in the All Star game. Like, it's becoming common to have these, yeah. oh, look, Nick and Ryan Suzuki, um, Kyler Yamamoto. There's Japanese guys of, of all things in the NHL. Like, yeah. it's, it's becoming a commonplace, and you're 100% right. Market this global enterprise. You have a global entity in your hand and you don't do it. You pulled your players from the Olympics, man. The hell is yep. wrong with you? Yeah. I, I can, like, I can say this and, and this is something, Elijah, you've backed me on this. Jordan, you've backed me on this too. Whether we watch regular season NHL or not, playoff hockey is the most intense shit you can watch. Absolutely. The Olymp- 
Olympic hockey was just as good, if not better. And they oh, took I like, it away. I like yeah. Olympic hockey. I think Olympic hockey is really fun to watch. For the record, I would love if the NHL all switched to uh, Olympic-sized rinks, also. But that, but yeah. that's a whole another that's a whole another ball of wax. Think you of play on that like big that. rink. Oh my God! Think think of if you know they, they could have a chance at the Olympics this or in the two years from now in the Olympics, where at center ice we have Nikita Kucherov, Alex Ovechkin, and, and Evgeny Malkin lining up from Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby. And I don't know, give me another, you know, pick a name, Austin Matthews. You know what I mean? Like, that's insane to think about. And we don't get it. We're not going to get it. It sucks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with with the whole marketing, when when, when they did the skills competition and Brent Burns is skating with a Chewbacca mask on trying to score a goal, and then – you see Yarmir Yager taking his Panthers jersey off, and nobody knows what the hell is going on. And he's literally supposed to be up in the shootout. And instead, with a wig on and his jersey, here comes P.K. Subban moving his hair in the wind, pretending he's Yarmir Yager. Yeah, that was so good. Like that? Su- Subban and, rocking the damn mullet, man, the jerry yeah. curl that uh, that Yager has. Hell yeah. And, and that was so Yager good. Literally in his shoulder pads because he took the jersey off his back for the gig to work. Like, yeah. smart stuff. And that's the thing. It's so entertaining, man. And that's the, that's the thing is they're not, they're not, they're not showing this stuff. They're not, they're not marketing. They're not pushing it. They're not, how, you know, how over would, would, would the American team, you, you know, like, you know, you look at, you look at team USA, how when they won the gold medal was, was a great thing. You know, p- people loved it, but what if you got to put porn stash McGee Austin Matthews, who's from, from <laughs> San Ramon, California, you could put, uh, 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 what's his name, Patrick Kane, and you could put uh, Jack Eichel on the front line of Team USA. That would give something American fans to cheer for. Yep. Yeah, I, and they could, I mean, they could Austin have... Austin Matthews just... has a rap song that the, this group from Toronto made. That I was yeah. watching the other day. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like, didn't Dempsey's predict Matthews to be a huge bust? Yeah, and then Austin Matthews set a record in his first NHL game. He scored four goals. Awesome. <laughs> Crazy. Shout out to Nostro Demtris. Nostro mm-hmm. Demtris. Anyway, that long-winded rant is my MVP is is Alex Ovechkin for doing something that we all might get to see. And and lastly, Elijah brought this up. Uh, since 2005-2006, Alex Ovechkin has 26 hat-tricks. The Colorado Avalanche have 24. The Wild and Devils have 19, and the Golden Knights have four. Alex Ovechkin has more hat-tricks than four teams since he has entered the league himself. It's ridiculous. That, that is pretty damn ridiculous. That's, that's not even right. Um, I'm going to give my, uh, my, my real MVP uh, one, uh, one, one, Canadian, uh, one Canadian on the hardwood floor. Uh, shout out to Wiggins getting his first triple double this week. Can we get a, get a little round of applause for uh, for that? Whoa, Wiggins! Wiggy, Wiggy, Wiggy! Granted, <laughs> uh, he did it in a loss against Toronto, but you know what? Shout out to Wiggins, who really is having a good season this year, and uh, and, and may there be many more after it. And if not, may we at least trade him and get some great value out of his deal. Um, <laughs> um, Elijah, did you watch any of the football games? I was at work all day today. You guys, terrible, terrible sportscast hosts. 
Hey, that's why hey, I host WrestleCast Radio, where you can find me talking about wrestling. We just had a four-hour show the other day. We had to go into overtime, overtime. It was it was a little little awkward. I apologize. But we went four hours. Trash. Jordan, we Trash. went longer in Jordan, we went longer in one show than you go in a month. Hey. Ouch. Hey. Hey. Elijah, that was a slap to both of us. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, I was saying I was saying ouch for both of us. Okay, good, good. I apologize. Hey. Well wait, wait I you, guess you, that's more of anyone, a Ryan Take over here is with the taking us taking us the data right there. That's if anyone wants did. to hear a fantastic rant, um, well, we got to worst match of the year. Alex literally went on for six minutes, and he would just drop all these matches in the middle of dropping like six matches. He'd be like number four, and then he would put a number on one, and then he would just keep going. And it was the it was one of the best rants I've ever heard in my life. That's good. I had That's to good. hit him yeah. with the uh, shout out to my blurbs from Gambino for that one. Was it sure, WWE? Sure. A lot of it was. He was he was spouting off matches that I did not remember. Like I'm like, damn, your notes are pivotal. Dang. Who represents uh, a realist? That that being said, we ain't no, we ain't nobody realer than gorillas. Uh, thank you for <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us tonight, Ryan. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you back on the show. Uh, and obviously, we know you can listen to you on WrestleCast Radio every dang time you do it, following everything uh, every dang event between the uh, between the the New Japans, the AEWs, sometimes the E's. Don't forget the CZWs. Don't forget the Warrior Wrestling. Don't forget the Dragon Gate. Don't forget all those great things that you can listen to when you listen to Ryan and Alex. Uh, I was going to say his co-host, but I'm going to give him a little more rub than than Ryan actually (laughs) gives him. So uh, make sure you follow them on Twitter. One thing, thing, yeah, at at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Um, If you are for any crazy reason listening to this because it's tied to the whole network. I have no beef with Lance Archer. I just want to make that apparent. Just because I had you as my fifth best match with Will Ospreay does not mean I don't like you. Um, when myself and Alex are at Warrior Wrestling on February 15th, I'm going to shake your hand at the, at the meet and greet uh, when we're doing radio. And I hope we can settle this like men. So Lance Archer, <laughs> let's not go crazy. Because after he posted that, if he dies, he dies at my comments. I'm a little scared for February 15th. I, I hope Shout out to Shima. Flies you off Shima's going to be there. No, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call my strong hearts homies, L. Lindemann, Shima, and T-Hawk. And I'm going to walk up and be like, what's up with that? And I'm going to act real tough. There you go. I, I hope that's the case. Thank you again, Ryan. Um, just a quick breakdown. Uh, obviously, with the NFL tonight, we got uh, we did get the Packers against the 49ers. Uh, 49ers put the work on them t- early, 27 nothing at half. Uh, the Packers uh, they tried to get um, to get back into things in the third and fourth quarter. They put up 20 points, but in the end, it's futile. Um, Rogers 31 for 39. Uh, unfortunately, the picks being costly for him um, with two uh, throwing two interceptions along with the two touchdowns. Um, couldn't really get the run game established, but it's hard to do when you're behind. Um, Devontae Adams, they couldn't cover him to save his life. 138 yards under nine receptions. Um, but the 49ers uh, doing everything right uh, and, and honestly doing it a page out of the uh, a page out of the Tennessee Titans, uh, the book here. They only passed the ball eight times with Jimmy Garoppolo. They only completed six passes, 220 yards on the ground for Raheem Mostert and, uh, and four touchdowns. Uh, just getting it done the way you need to get it done. 
um, defense and smash mouth football. Kind of crazy to see it in this day and age, and uh, and it happened to the Packers. Uh, what do you think of that outcome? Hmm. I mean, I didn't. I didn't expect the Packers to win, but I didn't expect the 49ers to run the ball down their throats like they did. Yeah, I, that and ridiculous. And I expected it to be more of like a defensive a defensive battle, just because I figured that um, the 49ers would be able to keep the Packers in check offensively, but I also felt the Packers just the way with their def- the way their defense was playing that they would also kind of been able to do some stuff defensively too, but they just kind of they just got ran over most of the game, which is which was uh, like I said just kind of interesting and out of the blue to me. So I wasn't surprised that 49ers won, but I was surprised at how the game played out. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Um, Rodgers also, uh, on top of that, they, he was sacked four times. So, so the Niners defense definitely getting to, uh, getting to Aaron Rodgers, definitely a big, uh, big standout. Um, in a team that's used to winning like that last two games, obviously, you know, when you see six completions, you would think you would be talking about the Tennessee Titans. Um, however, um, it was not the, uh, not the case. Um, game started off pretty intense. Ten- Tennessee Titans up 10 nothing uh, in the first, and then Kansas City scores, brings it to 10-7. to um, At halftime, it's 17-21. There was kind of a sketch play, and I don't know if you heard when I talked about it earlier, but, um, you know, it's third and one. Tennessee's getting ready to go for it. and, uh, and They called the pass interference or something? Well, here's the thing. is like, you, can actually, you can actually see this clip online where a referee literally throws a flag as soon as the ball was hiked i heard about that it's it's atrocious like it, so it's kind of sketch and, and and stuff like that when you see something like that when you see it just one time it all like as egregious as it is you think about just what's really going on there that that that's something that's really uh, kind of sketching that that whole bit um however ryan Tannehill um almost completing uh three times as many passes as he did in the first two games um with a combined 21 out of 31 with two passing touchdowns. So Tannehill getting it done in the air a little bit there. Derrick Henry was kept contained, 19 carries, 69 yards, still did get a touchdown, but uh, ultimately not enough. Uh, Tennessee falling short, uh, 24-35 to the Kansas City Chiefs. We get to see Mahomes in the in the Super Bowl, um, very high-powered offense. Uh, and Mahomes obviously getting it done too. Three passing touchdowns, 23 for 35. Defense still, you know, trying to keep them uh, under wraps, but – Ultimately, he was able to do it on the ground, too. Eight carries, 53 yards, and a, and a touchdown there. Do you think the, the, the 49ers defense being as strong as it is um, will pose the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs? Yes, but, like, it's – oh, man. Because I saw some highlights with the way – with the way Patrick Mahomes can, like – run the ball and pass the ball. It's crazy because, you know, a lot of people kind of compare him and Lamar Jackson, but Patrick Mahomes can do with his feet what he does with his feet on, like, without, like, having planned, like, running plays. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a lot of Baltimore's offense, and I think that's why why how Tennessee was able to keep them in check is that, 
a lot of times, you know, for Lamar Jackson to really do really have crazy games is him getting his rushing yards off planned like running plays. And it just seems like with Mahomes, you have to fear his running ability, but it's not like it's not usually planned. They don't plan running plays and he can pass the ball. Like he's obviously the best passer in the league. So it just, it makes it harder for him to defend. I, I think so, I mean, I think the 49ers would probably have the be- the best defense that he's faced all year. But I don't know, man. That offense in KC is just unbelievable. I don't I don't see anyone stopping them. Honestly, that's interesting. I do. I oddly enough, if if I was I was just going to ask you, who do you think it's going to be the Chiefs uh, raising the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the year, or what? What, what do you think the we're going to make the predictions right now. We're going to make our picks. Who do you, who do you got in the Super Bowl? I got the Chiefs. You got the Chiefs. I am going opposite direction on you, man. I like the Niners. Um, I think the defense is going to be as real as it gets, and I think, I think, I think that's going to be the difference maker. I think you got cornerbacks uh, like Richard Sherman, who you're you're not going to be just throwing to it, but also I think you're going to have linebackers like Bosa. Um, and and the rest of the team there, I mean, they they got what all four of their linemen uh, have six sacks or more. I mean, that, that's that's ridiculous. What what team has that? Um, the the it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good game. I think you're gonna see flashes of what both teams are good at. I think you're gonna see some great defense. I think I think you're gonna see some awesome offensive shots. I think this game has a chance to be very. Um, very much the equivalent of the Pittsburgh Steelers versus Arizona game that happened a few years back, and I think it could end um, in a very close fashion. So I'm looking forward to this this matchup, to be perfectly honest. I think it's a lot better than um, if it would have been Tennessee versus the Niners or um, despite despite my love for my team. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Niners are going to get it, though. Nice. Yeah, uh, I got I just man, with the way Mahomes gets rid of the ball so quickly and his ability to improvise and the speed of his receivers, like I think I think uh, it's going to neutralize some of the Forty ers pass rush, honestly. But we shall see. So. Um... Yeah, speaking of champions here, obviously uh, the uh, NCAA football playoff uh, conclusion occurred. Uh, the LSU Tigers against the Clemson Tigers, and uh, obviously fell short a little bit here for for Dabo Sweeney trying to uh, to really solidify his team as a dynasty. Um, 42-25 was the final in that game. LSU uh, really took it to town. Um, what? Do you have any takeaways right away from this game, or um, or any thoughts? Yeah, I watch. You know, I watch it. Both, I watched like all of the first half. Then as soon as as soon as the LSU like kind of pulled away, like I stopped watching it. I kind of fell asleep because like it was it was an entertaining game at first, and. It seemed like LSU kind of jumped out quickly, and then Clemson kind of worked their way back into the game, 
And then LSU kind of um, pulled away and got the got the big win like in the second half. But it was an entertaining game while both teams were in it. But then it got kind of turned into a blowout. Um, I just it's crazy how LSU has like this year was a total like philosophy change with how their offense is run and what they do on offense this year. Like they've never been like this high powered of a, a passing attack, even, you know, when they had like Landry and Odell Beckham and um, some of the other guys that they've had in the past, they usually just run the ball, run, 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 and depend on their defense. And it's surprised, surprising to see what they did this year with the actual, like, top-level quarterback because they, they haven't really had many good quarterbacks over the year. I mean, even the year that Demarcus Russell got drafted number one overall, he didn't put up, like, any ridiculous stats in college, and they were more of, like, a smash-mouth, like, run-football type of team. So it was really cool to kind of see what they – how their team changed when they had – a very good quarterback under center, and obviously they got the, they got a national championship out of it. So, yeah, the, the, there's one one jarring thing that I thought was interesting, in it, and actually speaking of weird things that affect games, um, there was that targeting call on uh, James Skalski in the third quarter. Oh, that was um, that was I heard that was bad. Take, I think I might have fallen asleep by that point. And here's the thing: is at that point in the game when he was uh, when he was removed, LSU was driving. But um, it was twenty-eight to twenty-five, and yeah. they just took their, be- their best, their defensive captain off the field for uh, for you know six minutes in the in the third quarter and the entire fourth quarter. Um, it wasn't egregious. It wasn't um, you know it, it didn't look bush league. It didn't. Yeah, yeah. He he. I don't know. It, it, it's 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 football. You know what I mean? I think. I think you can't. There's got to be a better way to handle that targeting and the helmet to helmet aspect of things. Um, you know, there's there's just some weirdness to it, and I'm not sure how I feel about um, that aspect of it. Again, you you want the best players on the field for the biggest for the biggest showcase uh, in these kids' um, current careers. Not all of them are going to go to the pros, um, but again, the junior linebacker was uh, was was certainly have an effect on the game, and uh, taking him out was definitely a big deal. Um, but but that aside, I mean LSU played really well. They showed why they they did so well throughout the year, um, beating teams like uh, Alabama, beating uh, uh, you know, beating pretty much. I mean they beat everybody. It doesn't matter. Beating Clemson, beating you know, and I think Clemson hanging with them because um, again, regardless of how that final score looks, that was it was a very competitive game. They hung with them the entire time. Um, you know, they were at what, 24 games straight is what they won. So I think nobody should be holding their head um, low in regards to the, uh, the outcome of that game. Um, solid, solid football. I'm really glad I watched it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 18 for 37. Great news for him as we get to see him one more year. Um, you know, but Joe Burrow, 31 for 49, 463 yards and five touchdowns. Um, shout outs to him. Obviously, uh, shout out to young uh, Macaulay. Shout out to young Macaulay. Yeah, right. <laughs> the uh, he looks like you know, he looks gonna... like Macaulay Culkin. Oh, I know it. It's super funny. I think 
and and again, you know, he's going to be, you know, playing in, uh, uh, playing in Cincinnati next year. <laughs> he's from Ohio, I believe. Uh, where is he from? I think you might be right, actually. Because I know, like, he was from, I think he's from Ohio, and then he went to Ohio State and then transferred from Ohio State, but I believe he's from Ohio. Born, born in Ames, Iowa is what the old, uh, oh, okay. the, old the old Google says. But, um, but yes, Ohio State, uh, and then obviously transferred to LSU. Um, yeah, but a handle business, very cool. Um, you know, he's going to, he's going to get the job done, um, yeah, and that's just that. That is just is what it is. Uh, shout out to the Tigers. Go Tigers! I'm also actually happy for uh, Coach Oberon there. Um, I think uh, he should have got a better a better job uh, love in in USC during the whole Sarkeesian thing. Um, but um, but that being said, I'm really glad he won. Did it right. Did it for his home state. So so shout out to Coach Oberon also. Um, champions, man what it's all about it's all about becoming a champion um so ryan, ryan yeah. with the ryan with the correction here he was from well, iowa but he did he did play high school football in ohio so told you he shout had out ohio connection shout out well he also played ohio state so i mean in ohio state so i mean so he's got double ohio connection double and his ohio. dad was, that's cool and his, and his dad was the defensive coordinator at ohio university for more than a decade let's go wildcat so he's got He's got the Bobcats. I think they're the Bobcats. Damn it! I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop making references because apparently I don't know stuff. I'm the worst sports host there is on Sports Talk Radio. Ryan, correct that one. My phone's uh, dead, so I, I can't even see that. So, uh, but that being said, uh, I know you like combat sports, buddy. I I got I got to ask you some questions, and I'm hoping you got some answers. Okay, ask away. Conor McGregor last night fought. I don't know if you heard. Went up against Donald yep. Cerrone, the Cowboy, 35 and 11. He's about 900 years old. Went up against Conor McGregor, 21 and 4. That fight lasted about a whole 40 seconds. Is Conor McGregor back? No, I mean, well, I'm not gonna say he's not back, but I don't know until I see him fight uh, someone who's hasn't lost like his last like four fights or something ridiculous like that, and just is a a big, a faded big name at this point to kind of boost you because people kind of hang on what he has done in the past and his toughness and blah, 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 whatever. So, I mean, I don't know if Connor's back. I didn't expect the fight to, I expected Connor to win pretty easily just because if you've seen Cerrone fight lately, he's he's not been good and he's on the downswing so good matchmaking by UFC to 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 get everyone hyped up about Conor again but i'm not super impressed by 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 his destruction of Down Cerrone um yeah honestly again it was one of those things where i i, I saw the dang uh the highlight there and and uh, you know, I couldn't. I couldn't justify it. Like, I think Ryan and I were both on the fence, like getting together and watching it. But like, so it was truly. Really... Sorry, I have to say this. Like, yeah. out of all of his losses lately, so he's got one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven losses out of like ten fights or something right now. I'm trying to add this up right, but so his losses recently. He lost to Jorge Masvidal by TKO, Robbie Lawler by decision, Darren Darren Till by TKO, and then he won one, lost to Leon Edwards by decision, um, one three, and then TKO Tony Ferguson lost TKO Justin Gaethje and then Conor McGregor just TKO'd him. So I mean, in like he lost four of the last have, five. Seven of his last yes, twelve. And, yes, and all like a string, like one, two, three, like five of them have been by TKO. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's just yeah, that's just that's kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, I, I I agree with you. I don't I don't I I, I think it's definitely a, a smart move as far as you know a, a fading name and then you know obviously uh, obviously McGregor. Can make its call outs and we'll see what happens. But do you think do you think uh, a uh, a rematch with Khabib is inevitable? Yes, I think Dana White was pretty much saying that's the fight that should happen. So, yeah, I think I think it'll happen sooner than later. Do you think, think McGregor has any chance to win that? I mean, he always has a like a puncher's chance, but that to me that's about it. Because if he's if he's not, if he doesn't get Khabib out of there right away, I don't think he has the stamina to withstand Khabib's pressure. And I think the fight will play out like like it did the last fight. I think most of their fights would play play out the same. Like you know, five, six, seven out of the ten. I just I don't Khabib's style is just too much for Connor, in my opinion. Um, switching gears, and obviously I know you love some boxing. Um, and speaking of champions, Layla Ali, obviously, um, or not Layla, uh, first I'm going to start with uh, Krolasta Shields. Krolasta Shields becoming the youngest uh, three-division champion in uh, boxing history, surpassing the age that uh, obviously uh, Loma did it. Um, so shout out to her for that. She's the only two-time gold medalist uh, as far as in the U.S. boxing goes. She's the uh, obviously highly decorated. Um, still only ten fights underneath her belt. Calls herself the quote the greatest woman of all time. Um, and obviously, whenever you hear that, uh, the name Layla Ali always gets brought up. The two actually kind of sparring with some words here, and um, and there's talks of the 42-year-old Layla Ali possibly coming out of retirement uh, if the number is right. Um, I think the number that I've heard is five or ten million dollars. I'm sure somebody can make it happen if they really, if you want to get the obviously an Ali name in a in a boxing match. Uh, would you have any interest in seeing Layla Ali versus Clarissa Shields? Nah. Like I think Clarissa Shields is a better fighter than she was. Like I don't think I think Ali was good, but she also. She didn't fight some of the really good fighters that were um, good at her time. Like she avoided fight. Like she avoided fighting Ann Wolf, yep. who is 
who's um uh, who was I can't even talk right now, I'm starting to get tired, but uh Ann Wolf was she was James uh, Kirkland's trainer, if you remember him. Yep. And she was an absolute monster of a female boxer. Like she wouldn't. She didn't fight her. She also didn't fight uh, uh, Lucia Riker at the time, who was considered one of the top women's boxers at the time. Um, so I think Ali was good, but I think she was also kind of brought along. Didn't fight the other really good fighters of her time. I don't even. She fought Christy Martin in one when Christy Martin was kind of like starting to get past her prime, but Christy Martin's really the only big name, and she also was, I feel like she was fighting at a time where women's boxing isn't wasn't as big as it is now, and there maybe isn't as much talent as there is out there now. So Christy, Christy Martin fought, she's fought 49 fights. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She's had 49 victories. She's she's fought uh, what's that? It's like 52 fights. Um, she's like last time she fought when she fought Leila Ali. I think she uh, she already had like 40. She was 40 fights. Yeah, like 40 or 40. She was at like 45 fights, I think maybe. Because she only had like she has 40, like she had 49, and then yeah, I think she was at like 45 with Leila Ali. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's just crazy. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about going against people maybe past their prime. Um, I, I like it honestly. I I do like the fact that there's there's some gamesmanship. There's some there's some pride. Like Ali has everything to be proud of. She she was a champion. She was knocking people yeah. out, and she was doing her, doing her work. She's obviously got the pedigree of her father. You can't can't deny that. Also, I think um, uh, and I think it's I think it's right when people keep you know bring up. Layla Ali in comparison to Shields and vice versa. I think you're a fighter. You gotta you gotta stand up for yourself. And here's the thing: is if if it coaxes her out and she's still in fighting shape, like shout out to Layla Ali. Let's let's get one more in. Like why not? And if if Shields works her, hey, cool with it. If if Layla Ali comes out, I hope she goes. You know, pulls her dad and says, "I'm the greatest." You know what I mean? Like simple as that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like it though. I like I like seeing the. Uh, I like seeing the the gamesmanship. I like seeing the talk about it. I'm glad that female boxing is getting a little rough here. Um, speaking of boxing schedules, obviously there's some fights coming up this uh, this upcoming week. Uh, obviously we're still looking out for next month being the big month when you have Deontay Wilder against Tyson Fury uh, with Mike Garcia and Jesse Vargas uh, the week later. But uh, coming up here, um, there's a DAZN card with uh, Jason Quigley and Oscar Cortez. You ever see Jason Quigley fight? Yeah, he's he's kind of a rough and tumble like he's usually in some pretty good action fights. Yeah, I, I was going to say fight, I, I forgot what fight I, I was that I saw of him, but it was it was a barn burner. Dude, I've seen Jason Quigley fight like four times and you, and you're absolutely right. He uh he he never seems to uh never seems to disappoint. I remember like um I think he busted his hand um, after, um, after one of the fights and it looked like, uh, you know, when you, like when you blow up a, a rubber glove, uh, it, it kind of looked like that. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think that might've been after the Glenn Tapia fight, actually, that was one where he actually got a, uh, it was after a title fight. Um, but, um, I saw when he came back after it, um, he did just recently take a loss from, uh, to Toronto Johnson, but like, 
Um, but still, a very entertaining fighter. So if you're looking and you got the DAZN package and you want to watch a, a pretty fun fight, guarantee you Jason Quigley will give you uh, give you a little run for your money. Um, I have to give you my Showtime password, too. I, for, so, I keep yeah, forgetting. No. I'll give it to you. So, and that's funny you mentioned that, too, because obviously following that, uh, next uh, that same weekend here, we're going to have Danny Garcia versus Ivan Redkotch. Uh, for 12 yes. rounds, for the uh, I, I have a good feeling that Danny Garcia is going to win that. Um, but also on yeah. the undercard, you got you got Jarrett Hurd against Francisco Santana, um, which should be a, a pretty entertaining fight. Um, love watching Hurd anytime I can see him fight. Uh, going to watch some of those cards. Yeah, I'll watch them. I'm, just, I'm not a big Jarrett Hurd. I'm not really a big Jarrett Hurd fan. Mm. Like I feel like he beats up on a lot of little guys, and. Like when he finally got in the ring with someone who is not like physically imposing over, he got beat. I figured I'd like. I think a lot of his wins were kind of built up due to his like due to his stature and him being like bigger than bigger than the other guys. Not so much as to say like not on the Jaime Garcia level. Yep. But or Jaime Ugaia level, but like. Um, it was close to that because yeah. I mean, if you've seen him fight against like Trout and some of those other guys, yeah, like they were kind of outboxing him. He just was bigger Trout, and warm out. I thought the Trout, yeah, I was gonna say I thought the Trout fight was actually a really entertaining fight though. And I thought that when was, he fought Lara, I, yeah, like Lara, Lara, like until until the knockdown, Lara, I felt like Lara was like winning that fight or it was like neck and neck and then Lara got like knocked down like I just guys like that he should be finishing off and he shouldn't be getting as hit as much as he does and I just I like I said I'm just not a huge like Jared Hurd fan I guess I can respect Sorry, that. Dad. I can. I can definitely. No, it's okay. I can definitely respect it. I, I just. I just. I still find. I. I find him still pretty entertaining. But like, I. You. You bring up some very valid points. Um, let's see. I, outside of that Showtime card, we still we take a, like a week off when you see like Steve Rolls against Shady Gamora. Um Nothing. You know what I mean? Like nothing. Nothing Rolls. really jumping out. Huh? I said Rolls. That's just a funny name, Steve Rolls. Oh. Yeah, I know, but like, oh, that actually, that's not even that's not even boxing. That's a that's a UFC fight pass. So that really, that's not even not even anything that's going to be uh, super fun there. Um, oh, it is boxing. That's weird that it's done the UFC fight pass. Yeah, Steve. Uh, yeah, Steve Rolls just fought. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Lovkin. I get really confused. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, again, nothing nothing special there. Um, however, January January thirty, we get some uh, interesting uh, stuff. We got uh, Demetrius Andrade against uh, Luke. Healer, um, going for the WBL middleweight title. Um, do you see Andrade coming out on the short end of that at all? No, I feel like yeah. he's going to win that fight. He, I think he has plans to. I think he really wants a big fight this next fight. So, I think he's got to go he's, out he, and take take care of business. I think he will. He should. Uh, also on that undercard is uh, another Jake Paul fight this time against An Ethan Gibb. I don't even know what that means, but they're going to go six rounds. Um, oh, I, I, it's funny because I I watch these Jake Paul fights and I'm like, man, he like watching him train, and I don't know if like if he just does like a really good like glisten, like maybe he sprays himself down. 
but he looks like he's working out hard, and then he gets in the ring, and I'm just like, man. And then I think about the whole me you, me versus you thing, and I think about how ugly a fight you and I might actually have if we were to actually get in the ring to each other, because like, that's how I look at these things. Yeah. Um, also on this undercard, uh, you do got Tevin Farmer against Joey Diaz Jr. for, uh, for the IBF Junior Lightweight title. Um, that could be potentially pretty entertaining. You got Daniel Roman against uh, Ahmed Dilyev, um for the uh, Junior Featherweight. So, you know, a couple good title fights on there, but again, sandwiched somewhere in between there. You got a YouTube star against another YouTube star. So, shout out to that. Uh, yeah. um, Did you watch the KSI Logan Paul fight? Yeah, I, well, I had to because that was also, I think that was the Billy Joel Saunders fight, which, speaking of which, I think they're finalizing Billy Joel Saunders against uh, against uh, Canelo Alvarez for uh, that single weekend. I think that'd be May 2nd this year. Um, yeah. But uh, does does that fight even does that does that really seem like a good fight or do you think Saunders will just or not uh, Canelo will run him over? Well, it depends on what Saunders you get, man. Like if you get the Saunders that fought against Lemieux, then you could have yourself a fight there. If you get Saunders that just fought recently against this guy that no one's ever heard of and it took like a knockout like late in the fight for him to win, then Canelo's gonna steamroll him. Like it all depends on what Saunders what Billy Joe Saunders decides to show up. Yeah, it's it's really interesting too you say that because you know, he's he's still I mean, Saunders is on a, an incredible tear. He's he's won everything, right? I mean he hasn't but at the same time, you know, you know, he's looked a little bit less than lackluster since uh again that Lemieux fight he just just outclassed him. Um, well, he looked like he was in shape, actually. I mean, like, some fights he looks like he's trained and he's in shape, and some fights he he doesn't look like he is. He's very inconsistent that way. Yeah. Um, I hope we get a good press conference, though, with his kid maybe punching Canelo in the, in the, in the Frankenbeans, because that'd be pretty funny, like uh, like that happened when uh, against Willie Monroe Jr. That was pretty good. Um, and then this little but, kid's like, fuck you! <laughs> Yeah, that was wild, man. That was wild. Fuck off, for whatever um, reason. Little like little like high pitched British or like it is little high pitched like whatever accent British or yeah, a little UK. Yeah, they're from Hatfield, Hertfordshire, United Kingdom is what I'm reading right here. That's where he lives. Oh God. Um, <laughs> Hatfield, Hertfordshire. Um, but uh, but that being said, some good fights coming up. Uh, Elijah, I know we had some technical difficulties, but you joined us. I got really excited and happy that you were there. Um, I know we're going to see some good fights coming up here, and uh, there's there's rumor has it that we're all going to end up in a weird uh, a weird town they call Las Vegas sometime uh, during March Madness. So who knows what kind of things are going to happen there? Um, Elijah, so. anything to add? Anything uh, anything to add tonight? Um, just tip your servers. That's good advice, like man. That. That's good advice, man. Tip your servers. Shout out to Elijah. Thank you, Ryan, for joining us. This is Sportscast Radio.